Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers just hired an assistant coach. What does David Fizdale mean for the Lakers? Marcus Saul, what role might he play? All of that here in a bit. If you're wondering, yes, I almost forgot the name of the show. Let's start with the news itself. Adrian Wojnarowski reported that David Fisdale is going to be replacing Jason Kidd on the Lakers coaching staff. Uh, Fisdale has close ties to LeBron. Apparently he and LeBron spoke to each other after the announcement was made. He also, uh, that is Fisdale, turned down apparently a more lucrative offer to go to Indiana and coach with Rick Carlisle. So this is somebody who is kind of a hot commodity in the sport at least as an assistant coach. Maybe his days as a head coach are over, but if Jason Kidd can get another shot, who can't? And the Lakers appear to be the next best thing to ESPN to revive the head coach hopes of former head coaches across the league. Now, I am on record hoping for a more offensive tactician to replace Kidd. Uh, That probably was never going to be the case. Frank Vogel seems to have a type that he likes on this on this staff. And and the Lakers, by the way, and LeBron. Like, we need to mention that LeBron has his preferences here, too. But the Lakers seem interested in former head coaches with a ton of experience. Uh, and, and Fisdale is both of those things. He was a key figure for the Miami Heat during the Heatles days. He is somebody who is, to certain extents, credited with the pace and space style of basketball that they were playing there. So maybe I can hold out a little bit of help hope here uh, that Anthony Davis gets prodded in the direction that they, that they pushed Chris Bosh when he was a member of the Miami heat. I do still stand by some of what I said though, basically all of what I said regarding that tactician type coach. And, and yes, it doesn't necessarily work out to where one coach is just handed the keys to the offense and, and you have a offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator or special. There is no special teams, right? Special teams. What would basketball special teams be? I'm going to spend the next few minutes thinking of that while I talk, but I'm thinking for, for the sake of the way that we would typically think of a, a coaching staff, it would be nice to have somebody out there who could look at film, break it down, and see the places where the Lakers are either not creating a great enough advantage or are not taking advantage of the advantage that they're taking or creating. So that's something that I, I'm not sure David Fisdale is, is particularly great at, and nobody really on the Lakers staff screams to me of, of an expert in that regard. But regardless, this is the dynamic that the Lakers chose, and it might kind of signal some of what we might be looking forward to in the upcoming offseason now that we know that they're sticking by some of that identity. And by the way, special teams are free throws. What might have a tactician brought to the table? I I say this again. It is a LeBron James offense. It's a heliocentric. Alex regularly used the term today. I Googled it, and it fits the description of what the Lakers are doing on offense. It is a LeBron James offense. He has handed the keys, and the Lakers basically play as as he decides. That's fine. 
when LeBron is on the court. Makes perfect sense. He's probably the greatest, if not one of the greatest, if not the greatest offensive mind that the NBA has ever seen, let alone somebody who is capable of executing the thoughts that cross that brilliant mind. That said, the Lakers are awful every time he steps off the court, especially on offense. And they need to find a better way to optimize Anthony Davis in those moments. And one way to do so is to have a system that you can lean on that gets him into consistent places where he knows he's going to score in those minutes. The other thing, too, by the way, is that LeBron James is getting a little older. So what we saw this year and a couple years ago when LeBron got hurt is that the Lakers had no idea what to do, no identity. And I'm not saying that LeBron is definitely going to get hurt this next year. I hope to God not. You know what? I'm going to knock on wood. That said, and and, and look, even, even with the fact that he's getting older, uh, the injury that he sustained this last year was a freak one where somebody dove at his ankle, and, and that's just how things go sometimes. But he is getting a little older, and expecting him to carry, think, well, think out, think of, then carry out the uh, offense is maybe asking a little much. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of help they bring in for, for LeBron in carrying that creative load. Maybe they bring back Dennis Schroeder and they get on, on a better, on a similar page as they were last year. But still, this is where I would have liked to seen a somewhat different mind in the huddle than Fisdale appears to be. The other thing to consider here in regards to David Fisdale being hired by the Lakers to be uh, the assistant coach to step into Jason Kidd's role. And we, and by the way, like I keep saying that, we don't even know that that's definitively the way this is going to play out. They might reshuffle roles. You know that just like players, some coaches grow into different roles over the years. Regardless, this is somebody who was hired after Jason Kidd. Got it? Got it? Good. Now, that said... What is it that this might mean for Marcus Gasol? We know that the last time Fisdale and Marcus Gasol were in the same organization together, they didn't get along. Uh, there was some, there are some reports on why feathers were ruffled. Uh, one of the reports is that Fisdale wanted Marcus Gasol to start stepping out and shooting three pointers. Uh, Marcus Gasol wanted to rely more on the grit and grind approach that had made the Memphis Grizzlies successful. Then there was some other stuff apparently that Marcus Gasol nor David Fisdale want to get into. That's their business. It's none of mine. The, the, the only thing that really matters to me is we know that they have moved on, right? We know that they both Mark and David have both said that they have moved on. That doesn't necessarily mean though that Mark was thrilled <laughs> to one day play uh, for Fisdale again. Now in this situation, Mark is not going to be playing for Fisdale. It's a completely different dynamic when you're dealing with somebody who is an assistant coach versus the head coach. You can kind of avoid an assistant coach if absolutely need be. Not all that productive, but it is something you could do. But a star can't avoid their head coach. Uh, that said, in regards to David Fisdale and Marcus Gasol moving on and moving forward, if they both grew from this, look, Fisdale was a, a rookie head coach basically at that time. He had success with the Miami Heat, and when he was successful with the Miami Heat, it was with Chris Bosh playing center. Marcus Gasol is a very different center than Chris Bosh would have been at that time, and the ability to be flexible with your personnel is, is something that coaches have to learn 
over their careers. It keeps them employed. Just think of the type of teams that Greg Popovich has, has won with, Phil Jackson won with over the years. Like that's that's an important thing for a coach to figure out in order to be able to stay employed. In Marcus Saul's case, and this is kind of similar to what we saw with Powell back in the day with Mike D'Antoni, both Mark and Powell were asked by the head coaches that they didn't get along with to step out and, and increase their range to be able to create more space for the offense that they were running at that time. And in both cases, they didn't like it. Uh, they kind of refused to do it. But then eventually, both Powell and Mark developed three-point shots. So maybe they saw the value in what was being told to them, and there was some immaturity that went on at that time. Maybe it was poor messaging on the parts of Mike D'Antoni and David Fisdale. I know for me personally, I wasn't thrilled with the way that Mike D'Antoni went about his business from the little I knew of the situation. So with all of that said, so long as Marcus Gasol and Fisdale are on somewhat decent terms at this point and are ready to be productive moving forward, that's all that matters. If they aren't, it would take Mark literally retiring to leave the Lakers right now or demanding a trade or demanding to be waived. And I just don't quite see things being that bad right away. Maybe they get there. And, and, and Mark had mentioned that last year with the way that things were going with Andre Drummond, they got close to that point too. Uh, and, and maybe we just go right back to that situation and Mark winds up asking to be waived or just steps away and goes to play with Powell in Spain. No matter how this thing plays out, this is going to be a, a dynamic that they're going to have to deal with in in some in, in training camp and all of that. And then over the course of the season, I just don't think, like right now, an assistant coach dealing with a player who is only going to play 15 to 18 minutes, probably tops, I just don't think that's a dynamic that we should be particularly worried about. All right, before we get you guys out of here, I do want you guys to check out the 30 where they discuss the David Fisdale signing uh, in a lot more depth than I was able to. Uh, that is with Sabrina Merchant and with Jaws Kang, and, uh, and they're great. They are both really good at what they do, and you would enjoy that. Across the entire Silver Screen and Roll thing, I am going to once again plug Nagol Ganglani's piece on the Lakers' title chances being lower than I think we all would have predicted uh, and and all understood heading into the season. So you're going to want to check that out. And then tomorrow on on the Lakers Lounge, I am going to have a guest on who I believe you guys are going to enjoy. He and I always have a really good time together, and he's going to be able to tell us a lot more about David Fisdale having watched him up close and personal. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. I'll talk to you then.